Um, so here we are at Somerset House. In the lovely rain. It's been it's been rainy, but the building has withstood it all. Wonderful. I should hope so by this so, point. <laughs> yeah, it is the wonderful. It's the, you're built to last. Fascinates me when the elements are kind of bashing at the door. That's a, that's straight into it, isn't straight it? Straight in. Excellent. Oh, yeah. we, we haven't even said hello, and this is the self-agency podcast or any of that roll, stuff. Baby. Okay, we're we're on to it. Okay. So okay, so what about built to last? What makes something built to last? <laughs> um, well, there is a sense of having the right materials. Excellent. Some of that is very earthy and primal. Yeah. You know, this this is, and I love the idea that brick. You look at stone, for example, or you look at brick made of clay and fire, and you look at those sort of raw elements, when they are cast with a purpose, they can have amazing durability and longevity. And um, you know, the design, the thoughtfulness of the design um, is testament to then what the value is that's created out of it, which kind of does take us quite neatly into the theme of this podcast. And the theme of this podcast being very much about this. Actually, I never really looked at it from the sort of built-to-last angle, but that's quite interesting. This idea of, I suppose, I, I kind of, maybe it's just a sort of feeling I have, but as you sort of look at things and you think about digital technologies and the sort of the platforms and all the things that we engage with, there is a real transient feeling to all of these kind of things. Um, and I suppose it feels like that very few things that we ever do or that we create or that we make uh, have that kind of longevity of things like these kinds of buildings. Um, but what does that make us think about if we do think about having that longevity? What makes us have that? What do we need to develop in ourselves to have it? And are we in the right place, the right environment, where we are right now to enable that to, to happen? That's a good, a good way to start. It, it, it is, because... The idea, as we've conceived it, of a week, and the reason that it is a, a period of time, which is as long as a week, is it's an opportunity to not panic. You know, I think a lot, a lot of what I know people, are, you know, talk to me about experiencing at the moment is this constant kind of need to keep up with all of this rapid change, which doesn't give anybody time to think, doesn't give anybody time out to really take stock of where they are in a way which is not based around panic. And the long view, to have a long view, I mean, my, my view on technology is that, yes, there's masses changing, Yes, a lot of it is completely unpredictable. No, I don't have a sightline into the future. But I do think that what we've got in front of us in a myriad of different ways and a very exciting, um, with a great, great velocity behind it, is nevertheless evolutionary. And to be able to have a week to think about what might the trajectory be for the future is as important as Christopher Wren setting out his plan before he built St Paul's. You know, or, or a place like this. Uh, I don't actually know who did build the Somerset House, but the, th- the principle is the same. To Listeners, you can Google that. Yeah, Google that, let us know. <laughs> um, write in any time. Um, but, but that thoughtfulness around the design of what one does and what one builds for oneself. That's, I mean, I suppose lots of, like you say, lots of buildings like this, whether it was this one or not, and certainly some of the really old buildings that are still here today, would have taken, you know, people were born and died within the time it took to build those buildings. And like you say, we're kind of in a permanent panic of fear of missing out yeah. uh, at the moment, where it doesn't seem like anything stops long enough to actually reevaluate why we're even doing it or, or what our role is in that. And comparing that whole, what we feel, whether it's true or not, to 
you know, how some of these things took an incredibly long time and nobody thought, actually, what if the environment's changed when we finish building this? Yeah. What if kind of things have moved on? What if this isn't cool anymore? You know, what all those kind of things that we start to think about when we start on projects. That's an interesting contrast between those two feelings that people have had about how long something lasts and whether it's even worth embarking, embarking on a project, I suppose. Because the quintessential point of self-agency, as we've always discussed it, is that the whole point of self-agency is to give people the opportunity to have something which means they don't have to constantly reinvent. There's a theme, there's a, a, a strand, there's something that's absolutely core cool to what they're about, which may be effective, may, may you know, create some variety in, in how they do things, but it's much, much more an enduring truth that they are connecting with, which means that they can make more of themselves. In fact, there's three things that I suppose, articles that I've read recently, which are along similar lines, and it's sort of, maybe I'm just sort of noticing them all, but they sort of have said similar things, which is one, I suppose today, which is around sort of Martha Graham and this kind of idea of not comparing yourself to other people, but just allowing yourself and your own personal creativity to just come out naturally and allowing other people to be the judge of what you do rather than worrying about constantly changing. There was also the Grayson Perry article about the rules of creativity and about being uncool and about sticking with something and trying out things that you wanted to do rather than how do these fit with what other people are doing. And I think also mentioned within that article was a sort of Helsinki bus station theory of don't worry about even being original, just kind of stick with what you want to do. And all of those things suggest this longer-term game around something where it's not about just kind of what's cool now, what should I do, Uh, oh no, somebody else is doing that, I need to move on, but allowing yourself to find what it is you want to do by just constantly sticking at it. And that is, I think, really an important aspect of the whole self-agency thing for me, is just saying, you know, there's something within all of us that, that you don't have to worry about, it's there, you need to just spend the time on it. I, I can remember so clearly when I was at St Martin's, when I first started that degree at St Martin's, we would have a crit every Monday morning. There were about 15 of us in the class. And by th- within three weeks, it was really easy to see, without knowing whose work it was, it was really easy to identify, recognise whose work was what on the wall because of the individuality that was beginning to become apparent. And that individuality is, it cannot be replicated. You know, once you do get a chance to start to connect and draw out what it is that we each do in our own way, our core strengths, you know, then you've got something to start to really begin to connect with and to develop that other people can connect with too. And the, I think, real crying shame of the industrial system is that it does not, in any way, shape, or form, whether you're in a business or whether you're an independent, doesn't really create that safe space, the sandbox, to be able to find and develop and, and think about and hone what is it that, as an individual, we do or we want to do that we can latch onto to use as our path for the future. And that's what this self-agency notion is really about, is, for God's sake, let's, let's create ways that we can do that, because it's irreplaceable. You know, the USP that we've talked about as being a marketing strength for decades, every human being needs their own USP when they're working for themselves. To be able to have some alternative to the grind of a, a daily uh, job um, and do something which is, um, you know, just before we press record on this, we were talking about how certainly I and maybe other people 
go on holiday very often with a notepad and you know dreams of all the things I'll be able to think about you know that are really going to set me on a true course of the future which I never actually have time to do so to have an environment like that which is not just dedicated to liberating that opportunity but dedicating um that opportunity to, you know of development but in concert with other people who can you know give feedback you know to to be able to have a sense of yeah that actually that chimes that resonates that there's something in that that's really rich that feels really exciting you know when, when we can do that with other people we really get a strong sense of inner confidence and validation as well as the chance to experiment and play and I think yeah as I say before we press record we were talking about some of those things and I think for me the word that was interesting was this idea of distraction um is that everything that we almost, whatever we want to throw ourselves into, we tend to do it through some kind of unnecessary distraction as, as a means of getting there, um, whether it's happening to go to a conference to learn something and, and spending the time listening to somebody else rather than actually working on the thing that you wanted to develop for yourself. Oh, I gave the example of, um, you know, if you, if you want to take up a hobby, then instead of actually doing the hobby, it's about researching the equipment, buying the equipment, thinking that maybe you haven't learned enough to be good at the hobby, um, worrying that maybe you need to build more strength if you want to do more cycling or if you need to learn a bit more about the history of photography just to go out and take a few pictures. It's a fear thing, I think. You know, it's this idea of we're not really sure to just throw ourselves in and engage with it, so we're going to find a way around the outside, which ultimately doesn't leave us enough time to engage with the core thing that we wanted to do in the first place. And I think, I mean, maybe that's just me speaking about it. I do that a lot. <laughs> I, know, I know I do that a lot. And I'm aware that I do it. And maybe if nothing else, becoming more aware that I'm doing it is at least a starting point for getting better. But I feel that distraction is a big part of missing out on the opportunity to spend quality time just engaging with the bits that you're distracting yourself from, the core bit. The whole, the whole of our modern capitalist environment is, is geared to kind of going, here's a nice piece of displacement activity, here's the kind of, as if you've done it, but you haven't had to go through the actual experience of doing it because we've got, you know, a nice bit of panacea, you know, something which will just kind of make you feel good but not necessarily move you forward because nobody necessarily wants that to happen. And I think to be able to sort of find ways where we can accelerate, you know, through iteration, through working, you know, in a very fluid, creative environment, um, which is which is kind of opening up questions and ideas and the imagination of, you know, what we can do. I mean, the exhibition that's on in Barcelona, I think, is a lovely starting point that we're going to go to on the first day. That's right. There's um, a humans exhibition um, in Barcelona, which is on the first day of, of, of our week in April. Uh, which is very much uh, an opportunity to look at kind of some of the future things or current things but also future things that are going on around the human being and the place and environment and you know how we interact with each other so things about sort of augmented humanity and um, robotics and our relationship with factory farming and all these kind of things and for us that's a, an interesting starting point to sort of say at the beginning of the week to think about let's take ourselves out of this current thing that we're worried about have some concept of how things are going to change drastically in the future and start realising that the only way we can prepare for those things is to try and connect with something a bit deeper that isn't going to be distracted on a, on a daily basis. So for, for us, that's a, you know, that's a good starting point. And also, while you were talking, there was something else that I was just thinking about, which is um, 
a, a thing about um, cakes. I think it's something like a Betty Crocker. So apologies if this is not it. <laughs> but <laughs> whether it's a legend or not, I think it's quite interesting because um, when these kind of cake mixes first came out, where you went to a shop and bought everything and then you, you, you mixed it up and you baked it and you got a cake, they were very unsuccessful. Um, so, and, and what happened with those cake mixes is they realised that people felt that they weren't really doing anything and therefore they might as well buy a cake. And because this is all about trying to persuade people that they were creative people, what they did was they changed it so they had to add an egg to the mix. And apparently the sales rocketed after this point because basically people felt like they were actually making a cake by adding the egg to the mixture, this is making a cake. And I feel there's something there about this sort of marketing of creativity, which is much worse now than it ever has been before, where we have whole platforms which give us just enough control to make us feel like we've kind of self-actualized, <laughs> you know, yeah. we've become creatives, when in fact there's a very controlled amount of something that we add to the mix to actually feel like we've created something. And there's a big difference between that approach, I think the, 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 the baking idea, and what my children do when they go in the kitchen, which is to find every single ingredient they possibly can, stick them together and make you try and eat them. Um, <laughs> because they want to explore the full range of what's creatively possible. And a lot of the time, who knows what you get from it, but that's a deeper learning of really how all these components of creative things come together than is just sticking an egg in some cake mix. And that's the exploration I think is important. Absolutely. And the thing about you know, what our focus is, which is equal measures, if you like, or part technical, part creative, how those two things blend to create an enhanced sense of self as individual agents with value that we can each call and claim as our own is that that combination of things in the larder is going to be completely different for each person. And to be able to come away with a sense of like, this is where I'm at, I've got a loose sense of where I'd like to go, I'm not sure, I don't know whether that means setting up a business for myself, whether it means you know, repositioning myself within the organisation or being clearer about you know, what I can bring as a, an innovative agent um, for the business. Whatever, whatever it is, you know, we get to a place where we can begin to tune into what is that blend, which is what we want to explore. How can we make something of an idea? How can we make something of a direction which is interesting to us? And then start to think about, well, what is the technical and creative skill that we can develop as a sort of a challenge, a rapid-fire kind of challenge over the remainder of the week so that we're doing a kind of a jam session like your kids do in the kitchen, doing that, getting to try that out, getting to see how it tastes, how it feels, what it's like to put it on and come away with something really useful as an outcome that we would never have had the opportunity to do otherwise. Absolutely. And I think that's quite a nice overview of how those things will go and what we're, in, what we're intending to do. Yeah. So I think that might be quite a good end to the podcast. Except to say, I will just finish the thought with, you know, to bring it right back to this building and to bring it back to the kind of things that have been built out of that kind of spirit. I hope that we can spawn as many things of wonder as the things that we experience by other people who've had the thought generations before. So if you, if you enjoy our podcast, just to, just to say as a, a quick reminder, you can also find us on The Self Agency, at The Self Agency on Twitter, and at The Self dot agency on the web and um, get in touch with anything that you wish to it's a dialogue as much as a conversation between us and thanks for listening thank you goodbye <laughs>